Blog Talk Radio. Board. It is Saturday morning. My name is Tom Marquisel Presidente. We do this thing called the balance every Saturday morning. So glad that you could be along with us. If you're listening to us on the podcast, hope that you click like at the very top of or bottom of your podcast so that we know you're there. so that we know you're there because we know we know how awesome we are. We just want to know how awesome you are. So just let us know. Uh, my name is Tom Marquis L. Presidente. Yes, yes, where the end is near. Uh, as this, we titled this show today for both IndyCar in the championship. Just a few races left there. And we're getting ready to roll into the playoff uh, season with uh, NASCAR. Uh, uh, Steve Wilson, editor-in-chief of Speedway Digest is standing by in the balance green room. We're going to be breaking down racing today. I'll be uh, chiming in on some uh, college football. And uh, and how about those Little League World Series? Love to watch those Little League World Series. And there's a team out of Hagerstown, Indiana, which is just about 45 minutes to the east of here of Indianapolis. So it's fun to to watch the the young kids uh, make it happen. Uh, in their perspective sports and just it's all, always good to see uh, kids excel but you know when you when you uh, so hats off to the little league uh, world series team in from Hagerstown Indiana my name is Tom Marquis El Presidente we'll be right back right here on the balance radio network Guard is a reserve component of the United States Air Force and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities. The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be far away from my family, so the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103 
or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom. Morning face. You get it when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Morning, guys. Good morning. Ah, what is that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh, my God, it talks. Run! No, it's me, Linda, from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children. Save them. Stay back. I've got it's called beauty sleep for a reason. And there's never been a better time to get some. Get 20% off IKEA salt and mattresses. IKEA. Love your home. Oh, hi. Uh, hey. I've seen on the board, do you guys have Black Rifle coffee here? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. We only carry good small batch coffee here. Well, it is great small batch coffee well that really can't be unless it's fresh roasted so um, you know well it is fresh roasted I don't, I don't think you know what that means you know what this is this is masa lequois pique which of course in the indonesian like oh, let me finish in the indonesian language it's weasel coffee you just made that up no it's been passed through their digestive tract that's disgusting and then it's nature's wet processing yeah but is it good I mean, it's all right. Are they investor philanthropists? Do they support good causes? Yeah, tons of causes. Veterans causes and first responder causes, but it doesn't matter because they make good coffee. So that's what I'm wondering. Do you have any? You know what, actually, I'm, I'm just gonna order it. They make it fresh and okay. roasted. Right. Black Rifle Coffee. It's good. Welcome back to my minions. It's time to wave the green flag as we get things kicked off here at the balance on a Saturday morning. We do this thing every Saturday morning. Welcome aboard. My name is Tom Marcos, El Presidente. I am your host of this ship through the guided uh, murky waters of sports from racing to football. We've got some football to talk about. NFL's back. Uh, it's, well, preseason. Hey, it's, it's back. College football. We're beginning the conversations about that. I think all the sports are starting to crawl out from underneath uh, the rock with us. But <clears throat> joining us now is Steve Wilson, editor-in-chief of Speedway Digest and our official NASCAR contributor. Steve, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Fantastic. You know, I ran out of Black Rifle Coffee, which is a sin, I guess, because if you don't have a Black Rifle Coffee, you can't really get your day started. But I... I was hungry anyway, so I, I went over to Chick-fil-A, got me a Chick-fil-A biscuit and some coffee. So I'm, I'm good to go. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to be able to float the ship uh, through the, the show. Uh, you, you like the Chick-fil-A biscuits? You ever had those? Yes. Uh, I, can, uh, I can say I've eaten my fair share of them. <laughs> and you know what? I don't even have kids to live at home, but I know that if you got kids to live at home, it used to be McDonald's was the place to go. Would your kids rather go to McDonald's or Chick-fil-A? Uh, actually, they don't care. They go to either one. <laughs> <laughs> they, 
as long as you feed them, right? They don't care, right? Well, we'll, we'll get we I get, we always got to start the the day off with uh, food and, and and see what's going on in the, in the world of food. But we also need to feed our our uh, our energy level for. Uh, some racing, some fast cars, and that's no different this weekend out at the Glen. We've got just a couple races left uh, in the regular season. Um, so we'll talk about what's what's going on. Two to go, 24 down, two to go. Uh, and, uh, you know, this is a very, I, I won't say unpredictable, unpredicted, but it's a very different type of place uh, to be at Uh in this time of year, usually we kind of got a very clear, defined look at what's going on. So there seems like there's been a lot of irregularities. And one of those is the, the fires that just seem to just keep popping up with these new gen cars. What do we know about that, Steve? Any any enlightenment on that? At first you thought, well, this is just an anomaly, but we saw it at Indianapolis. We were, it is now. I think we can say, safe to say, it's pretty much happening every weekend, whether it be in the Xfinity Series or the, uh, the NASCAR, the, the Monster Energy Series, what seems to be going on there? There's, there has to be something within the car that's causing these fires. Fortunately, nobody's gotten hurt, but that, that uh, push that envelope, press your luck type thing is going to end at some point. What are your, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, we've seen this a little bit um, more with this new next-gen car now that they've gone to the bigger tires and now that the front suspensions and independent front suspensions, uh, some of the different components that they've changed down into it, the, those tires are getting wrapped around in those very small compartmentalized areas, which are just meant to be sealed off and uh, to reduce drag and airflow to the car um, to try and change some aerodynamics and things like that that they've tried to accomplish. But at the same time, what it's done is, is that because there are no inner liners in these big 18-inch tires that they're running now, um, you know, these things just kind of shred apart. There's very little room for them to, uh, you know, as the in wheel well now to, to be able to shred and be able to ex- exit out of the wheel well. So it just gets wrapped around and binded around of these bigger brake components that are underneath there now in, in with these 18-inch tires, the various different suspension parts, the headers that are, um, you know, running now to the left and right of the cars, and now it's just, you know, just it's just an internal design. I feel like at this moment, you know, that you know we'll have to, you know, you know NASCAR has always said that they would have to get months into this project before they start making any changes, and I think that, you know, they are seeing these types of things, and they're going to have to take and start addressing them. Yeah, maybe before next season because, you know, nobody wants to get hurt. You know, we've seen drivers um, even try and stay in the cars for, for an extended period of time. I think it was Chris Busher here just the last couple of weeks. He stayed in the car, and, uh, you know, he, he ended up having a lot of the fire retardant um, put it inside of the car, but he kept was able to keep going. But, you know, we don't want that. We don't want anybody getting hurt. So, you know, hopefully these things are being looked at and, trying to come up with a way to try and mitigate mitigate or minimize some of these uh, further issues. I know Cole Custer, his his car exploded in fire just a couple of weeks ago, and by no means are the only two, but yes, we've we've seen several over the past couple of weeks or even this year with this new race car and just where these tires are just going down, shredding and wrapping themselves around the suspension parks or the bigger brake, uh, bigger brakes, um, bigger brake, uh, 
parts that are also underneath there, or the headers, or you know, some of various other things and getting trapped underneath that hood and causing larger issues. Well, I, I tell you what, I, I I would think that the engineers, that some of the smartest people in the world, uh, engineer these cars, crew chiefs these cars, <clears throat> mechanic these cars. There's got there's probably something in the works that that can happen. Uh, so uh, we got. We got again two races to go. Let's talk about Kurt Busch for a second. He announces that he'll he'll miss yet another race. Of course, at Watkins Glen this weekend. How's that going to impact his playoff position if it does at all? Uh, how concerned should we be about Kurt Busch? Well, right now, Kurt Busch, um, as long as we don't have two more winners in the next two weeks, uh, really, we're looking at either Ryan Blaney or Martin Truex Jr. Those are the two that would probably uh, be be the biggest uh, hit to him if both of them were able to win in the next two weeks, um, because that's really going to get into a point type situation as to you know now he's been out for so long, uh, where does he fall in in points? Um, for him, it's you know we we've gone to these new uh, concussion protocols uh, across all sports really in general. And, you know, we've seen this with uh, Dell Jr. And, uh, right before he retired where Kurt Busch is also working with the same uh, team that uh, Dale worked with before he was eventually cleared to be able to come back to race, although that was kind of short-lived and kind of did decide to retire. But, you know, it, it, it is the same team. So, you know, it's it, it was kind of a strange situation to see. Um you know the the impact out there. We saw some much larger impacts the same weekend that Kurt was uh, that ended up with his concussion. Um, but he was, um, um, you know, it's uh, you know it's it, it's just it's just one of those things that you know if if it can happen in racing, it'll happen in racing. And he's got a couple, you know, two more weeks. He hopes to be back uh, starting in Darlington after the next couple of weeks. But really, it's just going to be whenever his team and NASCAR all clear him to come back and race. But, you know, right now he seems to be okay silently. Um, he'll be in the lower end of the point spectrum when, when it does reset in Darlington. But, you know, just as long as we don't have two more winners in the next two weeks, uh, um, you know, that's uh, he should be okay at this moment. Well, yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's it's unfortunate that he's had this issue with the concussion. It's just kind of unexpected things, and now we're getting down to the nitty-gritty. So and we're going to run through some of these uh, scenarios, and I do want to get into the uh, ABCs of the uh, different scenarios of the playoffs as we do have two races left. But I do want to talk about Watkins Glen. Uh, that's a, certainly an historic track on the NASCAR circuit. And, and of course, it's been around for a long time. One of the toughest road courses around a lot of – uh, things can go wrong real quick at Watkins Glen. Uh, so talk with me maybe a little bit about uh, Watkins Glen, the track, and, uh, you know, what's going on there and how does the team have to, to uh, qualify and prepare for Watkins Glen, and then we'll get into the ABCs of the playoffs, if you will. Well, at this point in the season, you know, we these are, you know, these are different times, you know, with the NASCAR now going to multiple uh, road courses now, so but we we're now at a point in the season where these teams have right now at least got a notebook to be able to get you know, run back on and look at some of the options uh, when they get into Watkins Glen. You know, if we, it was just a couple of years ago, really Watkins Glen and Sonoma were the only two that we were even going to. So, you know, if it, it, it's I guess we have the luxury at this point to to start looking back on notebooks. Um, you know, you you're you've got you know you you've got to think about you've got to continue to think about Chase Elliott, 
you know, he seems to be the guy that on these road courses has been pretty dominant when it comes to uh, comes to that. Although, don't count out Ross Chastain here earlier later on uh, earlier on this season. At Coda was able to to knock off a win for Trackhouse Racing and you know get that organization also into the win column. So you know there's there's a you know there's there seems to be a a, a different field and class of drivers these days in which we're seeing uh, drivers from multiple disciplines, especially in this new car, going out and tap some of these wins and uh, and some of these road courses. So. Um, you know, for for these drivers and everybody that are going on around there, it's just going to have to be um, maintain your day because it's uh, you know it, it, you, there are some uh, there are some uh, areas of the track in which close up pretty quickly. Uh, you're not going to be able to go out there running <clears throat> three or four wide without that right. getting into some kind of trouble out there. And uh, you know, for uh, you know, just just have to just have to think of. Uh, you know, uh, you know. Big, once again, Chase Elliott. He sat on the pole there two years ago, um, and um, you know, uh, Kyle Busch. I mean, look at him. Last uh, also, when um, about three or four years ago, he also leads uh, the polls there with two, with two polls uh, at, at Watkins going over the last couple of years. But um, you know, but the Chase Elliott, uh, Kyle Busch um, had two wins respectively to themselves. So. Um, just you know, it, like I said, it's a it's a different time now with with drivers that are you know more mm-hmm. adhering to these road courses, and you know now they have a little bit of mm-hmm. a time on on previous road courses. We've also been to Road America. We've all, also been to uh, the road course there in Indy. So you know we they are getting a little bit more experience these days, and I think that's really you know developed different sets of drivers now starting to win now at these tracks. Watkins Glen is the place to be this weekend uh, with NASCAR and Xfinity Series. Of course, uh, IndyCar out in Gateway. They've just got a couple races left as well in their championship. Tony Donahue, the Tony D podcast, is out there. He can't join us today, uh, but he's in St. Louis, so uh, follow him on the Tony D podcast. So we'll talk a little bit about IndyCar here in a minute. Uh, But, uh, you know, Steve, and you mentioned Chase Elliott. He's already clinched his position, but several of the drivers – that have already won this season and have earned his spot in the NASCAR Cup Series playoffs still need to clinch their postseason position uh, as far as where they'll finish uh, in the remaining races of the regular season. And, uh, and, and, uh, and once, once the drivers achieve that points total, they've officially clinched a spot in the postseason. So uh, just kind of go through a, a breakdown and, and some scenarios, if you will, you know, uh, Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson, Ross Chastain, Joey Logano, Christopher Bell, Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, William Byron, Denny Hamlin, and Tyler Reddick are all 10 drivers that have clinched a spot in the 16-driver uh, postseason field. There's just a, a few to, to go. And, uh, and this is I think it's probably anybody's game at this point. There's a lot of uh, drivers on, on, on the bubble. Let's, let's uh, talk a, a couple scenarios you mentioned. Uh, two wins, two races, whatever. If there are no new winners in the next two races, then the then the 15 drivers who won the series this year will advance to the postseason, and the and the, and the final spot will be decided between Ryan, Ryan Blaney and Martin Truex Jr. There there are there are no drivers who can advance to the postseason by points alone with two races remaining. Blaney sets 26 points ahead of Truex. What are your thoughts on that scenario? 
Yeah, I think it's really interesting that Troy at this point in the year hasn't even won at all. Uh, he's below the cut line at this moment, and it's going to be, um, you know, you got Watkins Glen and you know Talladega. I mean, you know, these are these are not tracks in the in the past that Martin Truex Jr. would we would have been able to tap him for and say, okay, he's going to be able to go to one of these events and and be able to uh, clinch himself or at least uh, yeah get a win in there and hopefully secure enough points. Uh, to be able to to move on, so I mean it's it's kind of a you know been a frustrating year for those guys, but I think it also goes back to this next gen car where we're also seeing a wide variety once again of drivers winning, um, and you know we're not talking about the same three or four drivers every single week, week in and week out. There's been a lot of these drivers that only have one win so far this year. Uh, you know, look back at uh, Austin Cedric he opened the year up. You've also got Daniel Suarez winning Balso for Trackhouse Racing. Uh, and then, you know, the, there's, you know, as, you, as you've already talked about, Ross Chastain, he, he's a driver that came over to Trackhouse Racing when they bought out Jeff Ganassi Racing, and you see what he's been able to do with his two wins. Um, you know, so there, there's, uh, you know, oh, and then, you know, even think about Kyle Larson, too. You know, Kyle Larson is coming off. You know where where he's won in, in dominant fashion in, in his Cup Series championship, and this year he's only got one win out there for for himself. So you know there's a lot of drivers that have been able to go out there and uh, you know shake up the shake up the point standings, shake up the standings. Uh, you know Tyler Reddick is also another guy. I know he's already locked himself in, but you know for RCR and for a driver that's getting ready to leave Garcia and go somewhere else and after next season, uh, you know, he, he's already um, doing things over there at RCR that we haven't seen them do in the last couple of years, and it, it's kind of been a struggle for them outside of a couple of wins with Austin Dillon in that organization. So, you know, you, you've got a wide, once again, a wide variety of drivers that have been able to get a victory lane this season. And uh, while Chase Elliott is leading the point standings at this moment, um, you know, you think about what Kevin Harvick has been able to do over the last couple of weeks in Michigan and Richmond. He was below the cut line, didn't think that he was going to be able to make it in. We're looking at at least one race, uh, hopefully, that he may be able to get in there. And now he's got two back-to-back wins, and he's already clinched himself from going below the cut line all the way above the cut line and clinching himself before it gets um, to the cutoff race in Daytona. So, once again, a wide variety of drivers that have uh, come on throughout the uh, throughout the season. Talking with Steve Wilson, uh, editor-in-chief of Speedway Digest, uh, Dot com. Uh, check him out. It's like all things NASCAR. Uh, and he's also our official NASCAR contributor. We're going to go through some scenarios here with you, uh, Steve, as we've got just a few minutes left. Uh, of the, uh, just some, you know, we do this in football a lot more than we do in other sports, but, you know, it's also fun to do in in NASCAR and, and IndyCar for that matter. Well, heck, it's just fun to do it all. Look at all the different scenarios and all the different sports. Uh, so, Another scenario, let me run by you. The winless regular season champion. A win automatically qualifies a driver for the postseason. So, too, too does winning the regular season championship for a spell. It appeared that winless Blaney, currently second in the, in the regular season standings, could really turn the, the playoff picture upside down if he were to surpass points with, with leader of Chase Elliott. So, maybe consider this uh, scenario. Blaney, 116 points behind Elliott. If Blaney gets the maximum number of points without winning over the next two races, that would net him 55 points per race, 35 points for finishing uh, runner-up, plus 20 points for the stage wins in this 
hypothetical scenario, that's 110 points total, which isn't enough to catch Elliott, even if the Hendricks Motorsports driver finished last in the, in the next two weeks. There's still a remote chance that Blaney could catch Elliott in the regular season championship, but he would have to win, pretty much win out, which would uh, then clinch Blaney's spot in the postseason anyway. Scenario there. You have a winless regular season champion. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Chase Elliott, you just look like Making <laughs> you think, uh, aren't I? I mean, you yeah, I know that's kind of a tall order, really. And I mean, you're talking a tall order against the king of the road courses at this moment, Chase Elliott. So I mean, even if he doesn't, you know, perform very well at Daytona, um, and, you know, and speaking of Blaney, I mean, Blaney won in Daytona last year in the Coke Zero 400. So I mean, you know, he he could at least clinch one win. I mean, he, he's been there before, but, I mean, you're, you're kind of talking the king of the road course in Chase Elliott and just what he's been mm-hmm. able to do over the past couple of seasons. So, yeah, yeah I think there's going to be a very tall order to try and get that, um, you know, for, for Blaney to go winless and take home the, the regular season championship at the same time. Well, in college football, uh, when it comes to playoffs and, and that sort of stuff, we, we talk about chaos, and we love chaos in college football. I think a lot of sports fans loves chaos. So well, let's call this my chaos theory, if, if you will. Uh, in, let's say 17 winners. If there are 17 winners, clearly a driver who has won a race and will not advance to the 16-driver playoffs. Here's how it would be determined. Every driver with multiple win, wins would advance. So Chase Elliott, four wins. Ross Chastain with two, Joey with two, Kevin with two, William with two, Denny Hamlin with two, Tyler Reddick with two, are all safe. One win drivers, Kyle Larson, Christopher Bell, and Kyle Busch, also mathematically cannot be eliminated from the postseason picture if there were 17 winners. So count them in the field, too. So of all the remaining drivers with one victory, whoever is the lowest of the, in the point standing would, would be eliminated and not advance to the postseason. Of the current top, current crop of the winners, if you were, well, Kurt Busch is the likely, likely odd man out in this given scenario, given that he has missed four consecutive races due to the recovery of the concussion, like we talked about, or symptoms of concussion, and, and not being able to qualify for uh, Pocono as well. And then, of course, now we know about Watkins Glen. However, if the new winner sits behind Bush in the standings, it's possible they could win one of the remaining races and still not advance in this scenario. So my chaos theory, did you follow it? Do you, what were your thoughts? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, we, you know, as we, yeah, it's, it, it gets a little chaotic and this is something that we've again, not had to deal with over the last uh, decade or so, just because of the, the sheer number of winners been such a small sample of, of the total overall field, and this year we're we're borderlining every single sixteen you know drivers are are going to be winners potentially, um, and you know I think we interpret that to the next gen car, and that's something that that you know NASCAR did say that when they went to it, they wanted to um, you know change that dynamic a little bit, and I think we've seen that dynamic so. It's caused a little bit of chaos in that in that respect at this moment, and you know, again, you're right. If it if it hadn't been for Kurt Busch and you know him being out for the last couple of weeks, couple more to go, 
Um, and, you know, Daytona is kind of the equalizer, too. You know, we've, we've seen drivers is, is like Michael McDowell, for example, um, win the Daytona 500. I mean, it's not abnormal for a team that we may not talk about or a team that is below the cut line. Um, you know, Bubba Wallace won at Talladega a couple of years ago. I mean, we've 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 seen other drivers, Austin Dillon, he's below the cut line, so think of him, Ricky Stenhouse Junior, um, you know, Brad Keselowski. I mean, these these are all drivers that are below the cut line but can win at Cal I mean at, at Daytona. So, um, yeah, I mean you could really just kind of throw this all into um uh, even total chaos in the next week or so. Well, you know, also another uh, quote that everybody likes to say in the playoff scenario world, no matter what sport, insert the sport here, is when you're in. So uh, here's my list of kind of when you're in kind of guys, and tell me what you think. The following drivers would clinch on their win alone. Ryan Blaney, Martin Truex, Alex Bowman, Daniel Suarez, Austin Sendrick, Chase Briscoe, and Kurt Busch. The following drivers would clinch. Uh, with a win. So if they win, they're in. Arika Amanola, I always have a problem with that name, would clinch for 44 points. Eric Jones would clinch for 56 points. Bubba Wallace could only clinch with help. And Austin Dillon could only clinch with help. Uh, so between Arika Amanola, or just Eric, uh, Eric Jones, Bubba Wallace, and Austin Dillon, who gets in? Well, yeah, I mean, like I said, they, they, you know, uh, you know, Bob Wallace has shown himself as a, as a driver at these um, big two and a half mile tracks to be able to efficiently work the draft. Uh, Austin Dillon isn't isn't um, you know somebody that we normally would talk about outside of these big two and a half mile racetracks too. So you know, he's won a Daytona in the past. Um, so uh, once again, you know, it comes down to the great equalizer, you know, and that that kind of is the great equalizer in a lot of aspects. And um, you know, I w- it's it's hard to pinpoint who who comes out on top because uh, sometimes you you know you talk about chaos theory and this chaos breaks out at Daytona and drivers that have run well for 499 miles in the last mile or junked up race cars sitting in, you know, somewhere in the garage area while somebody has to celebrate. So I don't know. Um, I, I don't, I don't have a particular driver at this moment. I just think it's just, um, it's going to be 398 or 399 miles of racing in Daytona next week. And then, uh, We'll find out in the last mile or so who, if anybody, is able to squeak out a win and maybe get themselves into the playoffs by some miracle chance. Are we in a position yet, Steve, to pick a champion? No. (laughs) Good, because I'm not. I'm definitely not in in the position. I just went through all kinds of scenarios of of chaotic can happen, but... You know, we look at what's what's ahead, and we look at, the, at this week's race. Um, you know, uh, I'll go ahead and get your uh, uh, DraftKings pick for Xfinity race and and the NASCAR race. What 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 are your picks for this week? Um, I'm gonna go with uh, No Gregson at Xfinity and Chase Elliott in Cup. Noah Gregson and Chase Elliott, you got it. That's your 
$5 pick of the week in the DraftKings uh, picks. Steve Wilson, uh, editor-in-chief of, of SpeedwayDigest.com. If you're not checking him out, go check him out. I mean, it's not just NASCAR, but, I mean, they have a, a huge coverage of NASCAR. Steve, uh, any final words of wisdom before we let you go? I know you've got a, you got a bamboozle. Uh, not today. Uh... <laughs> Going to leave us hanging, huh? <laughs> I'm going to leave you hanging today. All right, all right, buddy. Where can people find your work in Masterpieces, sir? You can follow us at Speedway Digest on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Speedway Digest, and SpeedwayDigest.com. All right, buddy. We'll, we'll talk with you soon. Have a good weekend. Talk to you later. Have a good one. Steve Wilson, editor-in-chief of nothing. I got no words of wisdom. I got nothing. I'm just going to leave you hanging. You're just going to have to be out there on your own. You're going to have to figure all of this out. <laughs> Oh, that's classic. Any words of wisdom? Nope. Got nothing. Got nothing. You are on your own, my friend. My name is Tom Mark Wassell, Presidente. I got something. It's just me and you. We're going to be hanging out in the next half hour. Tony's out in St. Louis. Got a lot going on in Gateway. We're going to talk a little bit about IndyCar. We're also going to talk a little bit about some College World Series, some uh, uh, NFL, some college football, whatever I can just talk up over the next 20, 25 minutes or so. We're going to be doing that. My name is Tom Mark with El Presidente. We'll be right back right after this. I hope I got something. Steve got nothing. I'm out of here. Loose. Get comfortable. Grab your loved ones or grab your love partner. And if you're by yourself, no worries. Just follow after me. Yeah. Gonna do the two-step, then cowboy boogie. Grab a sweetheart and spin out with him. Do the hold down and get into it. Take it to the left now and dip with it. Don't throw down, take a sip with it. Now lean back, put your head up, spin it. Let's have some fun. Uh. To the left, to the left now. To the right, to the right. Now take your left hand and... Put it on your side. Gonna roll your shoulders. Do the slip and slide. This next part's my favorite part of uh, this time of shot. Gonna do the two step and count. The Air National Guard is a reserve component of the United States Air Force and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities. The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be far away from my family, so the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103 or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom. When you don't go to geico.com, car insurance can be confusing. Like... Swedish techno confusing. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Dance with me, purple cow. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Ooh, you lovely cow. Mm-hmm. Geico.
makes it easy. With 24-7 access, all you have to do is go to Geico.com and you can save money on car insurance. It just makes sense. Unlike, you know. Dance with me, purple cow. I like your mood. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be hard. Like early 90s heavy metal hard. I'm yelling and screaming and I'm loud. Roar. Geico makes it easy. You can review and update your policy or report a claim on Geico.com or the Geico mobile app. Because shouldn't we all have a little less stress in our lives? I'm not even upset about anything. Morning face. You get is when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Morning, guys. Good morning. Ah, what is that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh, my God, it talks. Run! No, it's me, Linda, from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children. Save them. Stay back. I've got mace. Ow, they're one my eyes. We're moving. It's called beauty sleep for a reason. And there's never been a better time to get some. Get 20% off IKEA Sultan mattresses. IKEA. Love your home. Oh, hi. Uh, I've seen on the board, do you guys have Black Rifle coffee here? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. We only carry good small batch coffee here. Well, it is... Great small batch coffee. Well, that really can't be unless it's fresh roasted, so I don't, you know. Well, it is fresh roasted. I don't, I don't think you know what that means. You know what this is? This is Masa Lequa Pique, which of course in the Indonesian language, oh, let me finish. In the Indonesian language, it's weasel coffee. You just made that up. No, it's been past their digestive tract. That's disgusting. And then it's nature's wet processing. Yeah, but is it good? I mean, it's all right. Are they investor philanthropists? Do they support good causes? Yeah, tons of causes. Veterans causes and first responder causes, but it doesn't matter because they make good coffee. So that's what I'm wondering. Do you have any? You know what, actually, I'm, I'm just gonna order it. They make it fresh and roasted. Okay. Right. Black Rifle Coffee. It's good. History, don't know much biology, don't know much about a science book, don't know much about the French I took, but I do know that I love you, and I know that if you love Andy. Mandy Pepperidge, well, I haven't seen you since we... Go away. I'm sorry, I can only stay a minute. Let me buy you some lunch. Oh, you've got your lunch. Well, how about some milk? You got your milk, too. Well, can I just massage your thighs while you eat? Do I have to leave?
All right, and welcome back to The Balance. My name is Tom Marquisel, Presidente. Thank you, Steve Wilson, Editor-in-Chief of SpeedwayDigest.com and our official NASCAR contributor for waving the green flag for us. Uh, we are, I keep saying this, I know, but trust me, there's good things on the roadmap here at The Balance, and I'm really excited about some things that we're looking at doing uh, here in this next year and some, some things we got going on. Things I can't really talk about right now, but we're going to have fun uh, with it, I, I assure you. So I appreciate you sticking around with us um, and, uh, you know, every every Saturday and helping us grow. And one of the ways you do that is by, uh, you know, clicking like or love on your podcast that you listen to us right now, on, whether it be the Apple podcast, TuneIn, Stetcher, Stetcher, or whatever. <laughs> um, really, wherever you get your podcast in, there's always a like button there. And when you hit like, you, it automatically drops in to there once we drop the podcast. And the podcast is usually dropped within 30 minutes after the show because our show, our live show is The Balance, and it is, uh, we don't really, we don't do editing. We don't do any editing, good, bad, or indifferent. So the live show is the podcast. Uh, So welcome aboard. If you're listening to us live, thank you so much for doing that. Uh, But if you're listening to us on the podcast, like I know many of you are, uh, just uh, hit like and and uh, let us know that uh, you're you're there. My name is Tom Marcus Del Presidente. I am your host and fearless leader as we go through this murky water of, of sports. But there is a lighthouse out there that, that guides the ships through. And that lighthouse is me, El Presidente, Tom Marcus, located high atop the Balance Studios in the west suburbs of Indianapolis. <laughs> just just a little bit uh, just a little bit west of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, which is of course. Uh, where IndyCar, Indy 500 takes place at. Obviously not there. There's the weekend. They're out in uh, St. Louis. Tony Donahue and the Tony D podcast is out there. Unable to join us today. Uh, we'll we'll give him a pass. I know he's out there doing a great job with BurnoutSports.com. So check them out at BurnoutSports.com and Tony D and the Tony D podcast of what's going on there in Gateway. Love Gateway. It's technically in Illinois, but it's St. Louis. But uh, uh it's a great track. It's a great small track, and certainly it's it's you know IndyCar doesn't get a lot of what we would call small tracks uh, to to race on. So of course Iowa being one of them, and, and Gateway being another one. And uh, so this this weekend, uh, Will Power on the pole is, takes the 67th uh, pole. Uh, actually matches Andretti's record. Will Power has achieved his long held dream of matching Mario Andretti. If you've got to have a hero or a mentor or somebody you're going to try to emulate. Wouldn't Mario Andretti be that guy? Wouldn't he be that guy? I mean, he might be short in statue, but he is a big man in racing. So if you if you have a longtime dream of matching Mario Andretti's all-time IndyCar pole position record, and then you get it at the Worldwide Technology Raceway, which is Midway, which is St. Louis, you, get, you put yourself in some pretty good company. So congratulations to... Uh, the driver from down under, Mr. Will Powell. <laughs> I like Will Power. I like him a lot. Big fan of his, and certainly he's been around the racing uh, circuit for a long time. I had a good opportunity to listen to a really good interview with him out at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Uh, and I had a chance to chat with him a little bit in the elevator at the at the uh, uh, media center. So uh, good guy, Will Power gets the P1, and uh, in uh, in St. Louis. 
So we'll talk a little bit about what happened out there and just, uh, you know, I wish we could have had uh, Tony on, but I understand. So I'll, I, I won't be able to fill his shoes in the uh, IndyCar coverage. No, I'm just kidding. I'm actually a lot better than him, but, you know, trying to give him the, trying to give him the kudos that he's well-deserved. Ricky Delbon Francisco. I'll, I'll, I'll say this about Tony. At least he can pronounce the names. Did a superb job. Um, clocked in at 179.5331 miles per hour average um, in his Andretti Steinbrenner Autosport Honda uh, to set atop uh, the first of seven cars uh, and certainly continuing his fine work from practice session last week uh, for the test of rookies. And then another driver I like had also had a chance to meet in Indianapolis again. I've met him before. Uh, we call him uh, Tomoko Soto. I call him Soto of DCR Del Coin Racing with his RWR Honda turned 180 miles, 0.476 lap, followed by 179.63 mile to give him the first average to crack the 180 mile barrier. Although he admitted that he had hard work to do and yet to do hard, a lot of hard work with his car. Uh, and of course his teammate, David Malukas uh, with coin with HMB car, couldn't match his teammate nor beat fellow rookie uh, Francisco, uh, but uh, he did deliver a solid uh, uh, third. And then another guy we like, we'd like to talk about here at the balance, Romain Grosjean. Uh, like Sato, he ran 180 miles uh, opening lap and a high 197 second lap to uh, slot into second, although with the Frenchman, the Frenchman will uh, take ninth place in the ninth place grid due to an early fifth uh, engine change. So that engine change uh, pushed him back uh, to take the ninth place on the grid. Uh, I mean, he was able to shade out his teammate uh, Dan Frisco. I mean, teammate Dan Frisco, Colton Herta, uh, could, uh, could not after have a, a, a wiggle, a wiggle, wiggle, wiggle out of turn three uh, to having, uh, uh, well, he just messed up. His issues were, were mild compared to Felix Rogoslav, though. Uh, uh, who looped his car to spin in the turn two, but remarkably, remarkably, remarkably kept the Aaron McLaren Dusty Chevy uh, off the outside safer barrier and only gently rolled toward the inside wall. Rosencraft was a potential uh, pole setter. Uh, of course, now he's not a pole setter, and he'll be starting the race from the back in the 26 car. Grid. Now, that's going to be a very difficult challenge for him to win this race, uh, but maybe he can we, he can get some good position. When you're at a short track like this, uh, not exactly like a road course, but when you do have a short track, it is very, very difficult to get a, enough passing throughout the entire race. You're almost going to have to be passing every other lap or so. It's, 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 certainly, it's certainly possible. It certainly is possible. So, you know, let's talk a little bit about some. We were just talking about NASCAR, and we're talking about Jimmy Johnson now, who, who's who's going to be closing up his oval schedule with the first with well, good. I mean, with his first IndyCar win, I think a lot of people like him. I've I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of improvement with Jimmy Johnson over the last few years, over the especially over the last few years, but this year especially, I certainly had a great race out at the Indianapolis uh, Motor Speedway. Uh, so. You know, we'll see how Jimmy Johnson does, but man, he's he's a guy to keep your keep your eyes on. Let's talk a little bit about the Iceman, Scott Dixon. 
you know, we've talked about him on this race, on this race, oh yeah, this race, on this show, uh, ourselves, me, Tony, Steve, we've talked about that, that that could be your champion again. The Certainly, the focus in IndyCar is clearly on the seven tri- driver uh, championship race as it heads into the final oval race of the season. But one more round of racetrack also means, again, a chance for Jimmy Johnson to grab his first victory. I like Scott Dixon a lot, and I'm, I'm going to just stay on his his uh, his tail, if you will, and see what happens. Uh, of course, talk about Will Power. Will Power on the pole there in St. Louis. Um, and so we'll see if he's able to pull off a win. It's if you're going to win, if you're going to pick a pole winner to win, um, then it would be a short track like this. So, you know, you certainly might want to look at willpower as being your winner and, and maybe we'll throw him in our DraftKings picks as well. Here's some big news. Also, Elio Castaneda signs an extension for one more full IndyCar season. He was gone, but wait, there's more. He pulled a Brett Favre on us, or Tom Brady. Hey, that's okay. I'm a I'm Elio Castaneda fan. Uh, different than what I can say about Tom Brady, which I'll see him next week. But I don't think he'll be playing. He might be. <laughs> Hate's a strong word, isn't it? I I wouldn't say that I that I absolutely hate him, but. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to spend the rest of the, the 10 minutes or so that we have here uh, and by the way it's just me and you by a show of hands who would like for me to get somebody on here during this <laughs> alright not everybody at one time I get it <laughs> hey I'm just I'm just the host I just get to sit here in the captain's chair I I, I let everybody else do uh, what, what they're good at what they're good at doing Let's talk a little bit about uh, uh, what we were talking about earlier in, in the monologue, if you will. Uh, Hagerstown, uh, it's about 45 minutes to, to the east of Indianapolis here. Uh, made it to the uh, World Series. I'm sorry, I believe it's the first time uh, that a Little League team from Indiana has made it since uh, the Brownsburg team made it several years ago. And, and, of course, there's a lot of big-name MLB players that played on that team. So that gives you some perspective. It's a very hard uh, accomplishment to do. So, you know, hats off to, to uh, Hagerstown. And, uh, you know, they uh, just had a good win over uh, Davenport, uh, Iowa, eight to seven win over Davenport, Iowa. Um, and had a little bit of a rain delay. Uh, so they didn't have the first pitch till after five o'clock. Uh, so, Hagerstown jumped out to, into a 7-1 lead after two innings, but Davenport battled back to tie the fourth in a dynamic pitching performance by uh, Grayson Bollinger, who struck out 10 batters in four and a third innings. Tied at seven, and one, one in the sixth, Hagerstown worked Bollinger for a, a pair of walks. Uh, the first base runners, he was allowed. He took over and in relief of the second inning. A hard ground ball from Caden Hall was scooped up by shortstop Mason McVate, who stepped out for the second one. Uh, but how exciting was it? How exciting was it? You need to check it out on Twitter. We'll get it up there. Uh, so Indiana wins it in a walk-off fashion. So it was really exciting. You can you can watch this. I believe it's on ESPN. Uh, you can watch that, uh, those games. ESPN, I believe, handles it. Check your local listings. But 
congratulations to Hagerstown. And that's probably the only time you would ever hear of the name Hagerstown. <laughs> I don't know. You might, maybe if you're from here. Uh, my friend, Gina, she's from Richmond, and she's like, yeah, Hagerstown is a nobody. No town. Nobody knows about Hagerstown. What do they do now? Because they are in the World Series. You know, uh, we're going to be shifting. Uh, Rick Riggin is going to be not a full-time member of our college football team, but he will be making uh, cameo appearances from uh, time to time. And maybe we can get him on next week when Ohio State uh, takes on, uh, I believe it's next week. I'm pretty sure it's next week, but I could be wrong. Totally wrong on about that, but certainly we can we can talk. We're going to be talking up the Ohio State Notre Dame game. Adam Jevedin is going to kind of fill into the biggest uh, full time role of our college football uh, team, and we'll see how that uh, pans out. Of course, everybody has other schedules and stuff that's going on. Of course, the college football preseason AP top twenty five rankings are now out. Uh, so <laughs> Nick Saban at, at the top, right? Uh, uh, so, so it's it's no it's no surprise here when I see Alabama uh, with with 54 first place votes. Well, I, what I what I find somewhat humorous about this is that it's the it's really the, the voting's done a lot by media writers, other coaches, Ohio State Buckeyes in number two, which we've talked about that still remains there, uh, it, pretty pretty solid. Uh, Georgia Bulldogs in, in the third, and then uh, Clemson Tigers in Notre Dame. So lot, in num- number five, so a lot has not changed in the uh, uh, preseason uh, college rankings. I think, and we talked about this last week with Adam. I think that having Notre Dame as the number in the number five slot is a bit ambitious. Uh, maybe that's a little bit high. Um, maybe they're they're due for a they're entitled to a top 10 uh, ranking, but we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, of course, you know, Texas, we've got a lot of people talking about Texas this year, where they're going to be at, where they're going to lie at. We'll see what happens there uh, with Texas. Um, of course, Notre Dame, Ohio State, those are the ones that I'm just kind of, I'm just quickly scrolling through. Uh, the the comments that I'm seeing on these top 25 teams, if you will. So here's a story that we we're going to be following, and we'll see what happens, and we'll have some information up on social media. You might be familiar with uh, Deadmon Demos, former Texas A&M wide receiver, a five-star recruit for that matter, will set out the 2022 season as his uh, legal process is unfolding. Like I said, we are still following this story, but the former Texas A&M wide receiver and five-star uh, recruit, Demond Demes, Demes, Demos, uh, was suspended by the Aggies in March after an arrest and subsequently removed from the roster. Uh, plans to sit out the 22 season uh, with the intention of playing again in 2023 uh, is still yet to be told. Uh, but he'll be taking this season off. And uh, so we know that he's been talking to at least one Power 5 school uh, after joining the program. So we'll we'll get into all of that. Don't want to throw a lot of the uh, guilty darts, if you will. Uh, but uh, certainly he's only speaking through his lawyer. And, of course, of course the lawyers, you know, de- declining any, any comment on a pending case. 
It has to do with some off-the-field issues. Uh, not really sure what all of that entails, so we're just going to kind of wait and let that play out. But that is a story that we're going to definitely be following for you uh, as we try to piece this out on what, what happened there. So we're getting ready to go into college football season. We've got a lot to talk about through this next uh, few weeks. We're going to be talking about, okay, your true freshmen, your all, your All-American team for 2022, Certainly, we're going to be talking about the quarterbacks and, you know, some of the college football quarterbacks that we're going to be talking about, you know, throughout this season, obviously. Uh, John Paddock with Ball State. I didn't say that because it's Ball State. Come on, it's right here in Indiana. And you know what? He might be our, our, our Nevada, our Nevada uh, character this year. Well, we're, that, he's still yet to be emerged, if you, if you remember our, our uh, University of Nevada uh, <laughs> quarterback who did Carson Strong uh, who did make it into the NFL late into the NFL uh, so the, those we are going to be watching he, he might he might turn out to be our, our Carson Strong of the year uh, of course Matt Myers out of Bu- uh, Buffalo Andrew Peasley in Wyoming uh, Dewan Mathis in Temple those are all ones we're going to be keeping an eye on of course you know you've got the usual suspects obviously the usual spe- suspects uh, coming out of the Big Ten and the SEC and, you know, and now the Pac-12. And it would be really curious to see how things, not necessarily this year, but how things begin to play out uh, for the, the recruiting classes for next year as the Big Ten goes uh, coast to uh, coast. to coast. So, you know, one of the uh, quarterbacks we're certainly going to be following is the hooker. <laughs> you know, Tennessee Volunteers had a hooker, did you? Hey, that's how they get their that's how they get their players. No, I'm kidding. Hit on Hooker, Tennessee. I mean, if if if, uh, if Coach Hubel is to believe, the Hooker can be even better this year. And so we'll see what happens. We're definitely going to be uh, following the Hooker, and, and he's got the nickname now, so got to got to roll with it. Uh, of course, Jefferson out of Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas, tough, tough, tough team. Caleb Williams, UC, USC, and we talked last week about USC being a new dominant team of the old, the way USC used to be. And uh, a lot of people don't believe us. Of course, I believe USC is another going to be part of that uh, Big Ten. Of course, C.J. Stroud, we're going to be talking about him a lot, especially, like I mentioned, with Adam Gibbett in uh, moving into uh, more of a full-time role with us on college football. Uh, and uh, the case could be made that Stroud was a, uh, the college football's best quarterback over the second half of the 2021 season. Uh, you know, some fans in Columbus quickly turned on the young star after he, after the shaky starts. You don't want to mess up early at Ohio State. <laughs> you wonder if the coach or the fans run that, run that, that organization. If you, if you were to talk with Adam, it's definitely the fans. But he did redeem himself. Just uh, when I thought you couldn't get any, any dumber, you go and redeem yourself. That's from the movie Dumb and Dumber. You'll have to go watch it. That's your homework, kids. But his list of accomplishments could go on and on and on. The main quarterback we're going to be talking about, obviously, we, we look for him to pop, possibly be in the Heisman. Well, he will be in the Heisman conversation. He's already in the Heisman conversation, and we haven't played a single game in uh, 2022, and that's Bryce Young of Alabama. Uh, he's the reigning – He's a. I mean – 
But it's really hard to supplement or a reigning Heisman Trophy winner. He could very well win the, the Heisman Trophy, but until he does, Young remains the top spot as the best quarterback in college football right now. While, while Stroud uh, took a minute to get going, we're going to see what happens with Mr. Bryce Young out at Alabama. My name is Tom Marquez, Al Presidente. Thank you, Steve Wilson, for uh, stepping in today and, and, and leading the charge and waving the green flag for us, uh, talking walking Flynn and talking about what's going on in the college, I mean college, see, I'm already starting the top college playoffs. In the NASCAR playoffs, certainly a, a lot of scenarios that we played out on that. And, you know, one of those scenarios, looking at Chase Elliott uh, to win today, you know, and we also talked about some when you're in uh, type of, of scenarios. Uh, so appreciate him uh, jumping in. Of course, I appreciate you taking some time to listen to us. I have been uh, rambling on for the last. I'm a rambler. Isn't that what the song says? In which way? Uh, 917-889-8185. Try it again, 917-889-8516. As always, is the digits that you can join our show. Make sure you interact with us on social media at The Balance, at, I mean, at T-Balance, and on Facebook, The Balance. We try to keep as much updated on there as we possibly can. Uh, and, again, thanks for listening to this to us here on, your, on the podcast. Uh, just hit like. Uh, and uh, so that when we do drop a a new uh, podcast, which will be right after this show because our live show is the podcast. Uh, you'll know that it's there and you can go and listen to it. And uh, certainly we welcome your feedback. So in the in the ranking section, in the comment section, go ahead and give your comments to that. How can we get better? I don't know how we can get any better. We're already the freaking best podcast out there. You're, you know that, right? <laughs> Again, congratulations to Hagerstown, Indiana, out at the, at the uh, Little League World Series. My name's uh, Tom Marquis, I think. <laughs> but uh, just just uh, remember to follow us on Twitter at T Balance. I had something to say something in my ears. It's the it's the normal voices. My name's Tom Marquis, El Presidente. I'm out of here. Join us next week for The Balance. In the meantime, check us out on Twitter, T-Balance, or Facebook, The Balance, or online at www.thebalanceonline.com.